Hey guys, welcome to the Single Parent Succeed Podcast. I am here again today by myself, and I'm happy to be by myself, and I was not happy to be by myself before. I was actually fucking sad to be by myself before. Um, I used to hate being alone. I used to feel fucking bad for myself, pity myself, you know, and just try to like distract myself however I could for a long time freaking time man whatever it was whether i was looking for something to do something to distract me i don't know meet someone else go out have fun talk about shit you know what the bottom line is i did not like being with myself why well maybe i didn't like myself maybe i was too afraid to be in myself maybe there was too many things that i did not want to focus on for so long All right. I'm a single dad. Okay. And I was married for seven years. And before I was married for seven years, I was in a religious seminary. And before I was in a religious seminary, I was living here in Israel. And before I was living in Israel, go back in time. I was living in Toronto, man. Dude, I'm just going to keep on going back in time, back in time, back in time. Um, well, you know what, now that I'm on the topic of talking about myself, I might as well continue. Well, I, uh, originally I was, uh, I was born in Toronto and I actually had moved to Vancouver, Canada and, uh, in Vancouver, Canada, I lived there and I attended a, uh, Jewish day school. Uh, my parents are Russian immigrants from Russia who came to Canada and I was put in that day school and I was a little troublemaker, a uh, shit disturber from a young age. I didn't like doing school. I didn't like doing work, uh, you know, didn't like doing all that stuff. I had plenty of friends, you know, that was fine and um, spent my days there and, and at the age of about 16, my family moved to Toronto And uh, my dad wasn't around when I was young. My dad was not present, was not around at all. Um, You know, I grew up um, with my mom taking care of us, with my mom most of the time. And um, I went through some pretty intense experiences when I was young that kind of set myself back in the way that I viewed myself and set myself back in the way that I perceived myself and the world around me. Um, you know, I'm just going to give you some examples, uh, just I'm sharing with you guys here as a child growing up, uh, you know, I used to get dropped off, uh, <clears throat> at the local temple. So my dad would have to come pick me up after school cause our, our school is far away. And, uh, you know, on a number of occasions, this wasn't one time I was left there in the dark, uh, waiting as a child for hours and hours waiting for my dad to pick me up. Dad didn't come. Sun went down, got cold. And as a kid, you can imagine how intense that is having to wait for your, you know, dad or your, somebody to come by and, and, and pick you up and then nobody's doing that. It fucking hurts, man. Um, I never really realized how it effect that had on me in my life. I never realized really what, what that did to me growing up. Uh, I never focused on it. I was always focused on the other things like I was just telling you. Uh, you know, that's just one little example of when I was little of something that happened to me. You know, I can go on and tell you a little bit more uh, because the bottom line is here and the reason why I'm sharing with you is because the way that we 
see the world, the things that we do, the the you know the actions that we take are all affected by what happened to us in the past. And, and as long as we don't know what the fuck it was that happened to us in the past, as long as it's, you know, holding us back, there are fears, there are things that we are not doing because of that. So I'm just going to pop right back to my uh, my childhood uh, and go back into some more situations because I was a happy little kid, man. I was excited little kid. This is in Vancouver. Um, you know, enjoying, uh, you know, enjoying the stuff that I enjoy, not enjoying the stuff that I enjoy. It was a little troublemaker, but dad wasn't around once again. And when dad was supposed to show up, dad didn't. Whether it was a play that I was so excited to attend, you know, imagine you're a little kid again, excited, making, you know, kids like plays. I love plays. I loved acting and I'm not doing acting right now. Maybe it's something I could get into, but, uh, and uh, again, play comes, big day comes, I got the lead role and I'm about to set myself up, uh, you know, I'm standing on the stage with everyone else, we start singing, we start doing our thing and I'm, you know, a little kid and I'm searching around looking for my dad in the, in the audience and he's not there and I'm waiting and, you know, you can imagine I want to well up in tears, I want to cry, I want to jump off the stage, I want to run away. Everyone's dad is there. Everyone's parent is there. It's so excited to see them. So excited to be there for them. And my dad's not there again. And, um, you know, these sorts of things happened again and again. And um, it wasn't a one-time occurrence. You know, I just let me just tell you right now, just fast forward a little bit, that my relationship with my dad is fine. It is great. He has become responsible for everything that happened back then. And get back into that in another episode, uh, but in this one, I want to talk about a little bit about our, you know, our, our childhood uh, associations, our childhood experiences, and how they affect our future, um, and you know what we can do with to to not just fix them, but to make them strong, and to make use them to propel us forward to create the lives that we want. And uh, as a kid, my dad wasn't around. That means my mom was around. And you know what it's like when there's no father figure around. I'm sure everyone has their own experiences. It's different for everyone. But for myself, I had no boundaries. I had no no male role model there telling me what it's like for a man and what, you know, how a man should be acting um, other than just leaving and not being around and, and never coming home or... You know, the one thing, good thing I might did have with my dad, we'd have Friday night dinners, which was amazing. But um, other than that, it was a hard time in his life and I forgive him for it. Uh, but the reality is, as a child, your pops is not around that affects you. And as you can guess, um, that causes maybe a lot of pain. Um, and causes hurt in the long run. I think a lot of kids deal with, you know, not having their dad around and everyone experiences in different ways. And my way in particular, um, was that it affected my self-worth, uh, because at the end of the day, I was just blaming it on myself. It was my fault that my dad wasn't around uh, you know, it was my fault that, that these things were going on. It was my fault because I maybe wasn't, you know, good enough. 
And as a child, when you go through hard experiences, you'll go through one experience, let's say the not being picked up by the bus experience. And, and then, uh, you know, what happens is you get a certain idea during that time uh, about yourself. And then the next time another situation happens again, we correlate that previous situation to the new situation. So let's go to the play situation now, right? So in the first time when I wasn't, you know, being picked up and I thought, wow, you know, I'm not good enough um, to be picked up or, or you know, um, and then I had the next situation, you know, those two things connect together and we begin to build a an, an image, an internal image inside of our minds of who we are. And that, that image is something that affects the way that we see the world and the way we see ourselves more than anything, right? And as those, you know, as, as more situations continue to happen uh they don't have to be connected with the dad they can be connected with with other other things and, and once again we start to use that same reasoning that we had before um you know for instance situation in school where where um you know where i'm not doing so good in the classes i'm you know what, what's happening there well i'm thinking i'm not really worth it and i'm not good enough anyway so what the fuck is the point of me doing this anyways you know um so we start connecting the way that we perceive ourselves um and we build that on the different situations that happen to us in our life and once again everyone will have something different a lot of you you know men out there listening to this right now i'm sure uh, you guys have your own situations. Some of you, your dad wasn't around. Some of you will have other situations. Um, the main thing here is that when we create our sense of self, when we create the way that we look at ourselves, it's created from these, you know, numerous situations that happened when we, when, when we were young. Now, the reasons as to why those things actually happened obviously are not what we, um, or maybe not what we had, uh, what we were thinking when we were little, but they uh it's not about that it's about the way that we perceive it so um i'm gonna speed back forward to you know i'm gonna get back into me moving to toronto from vancouver um getting into you know high school uh well you know into my public high school that i was in i got into a lot of shit um I really wanted people to accept me and I really wanted to be cool. I'm sure like many other people in high school really want to be accepted by the people around them. And it's just sort of a sad situation where teenagers, um, and I'm not saying it's all of them, but we lack that sense of self. We have lacked that sense of self and who we are and wanting to be accepted becomes this, this, you know, this deal where we just, we, we want the people around us to like who we are. So many of us go ahead and, we would do things that were not that were not exactly good for us. I personally was just smoking all the time, um, and you know the guys in my high school would uh, would like to be all cool, tough gangster. Uh, you know they'd get into fights, or they would at least bully people, uh, or just get into screaming matches with other people. And and me, Mister uh, Mister Strongman was really, you know, weak inside in the sense of, of, of how I felt about myself, uh, was the guy that would come up and, and would end up being the, uh, 
the guy that actually got into the physical altercation. So I mean, I ended up in, in many fights, um, doing a lot of things that were just so disattached from who I was inside. So disconnected from the loving person that my mom raised. My mom didn't raise a kid to go out and beat the fuck out of people. My mom didn't raise a kid to go to parties, you know, and, you know, to get into fights, to smash people, to just whatever, man. I can't explain to you the amount of different fights in this podcast. is not about the actual fights that I got into. It's more about those situations and what they mean to us and how they reflect who it is that we are, what we can do about that. But the bottom line is, here I am, the more pain that I am inside, the more distant I am from who, you know, the more distant I am from my true self, the more I'm acting out in ways that are farther and farther away from the, you know, that person inside of me, that person, that healthy part of me, Um, you know, trying to act tough, you know, who needs to act tough? Why am I trying to act tough? Why do I need to defend my honor. And I think this is something that happens a lot with men around the world. You know, it happens everywhere. And it's this, this disattachment from our emotional self, from who we are inside. The weaker we are inside on some level, the stronger we need to come out on the other end. Right, I'm sure you guys have seen this around with maybe yourselves when you were younger. Maybe you've seen that with others. Right, it's sort of a sometimes a cop complex. You know, people that are weak on some level are trying to overcompensate for it in other ways. And you see this a a lot amongst men. And I think that a lot of that has to do with neglecting ourselves and who we are on the inside. Neglecting the way that we feel. Neglecting really the internal world that we as individuals should be building up. You know, when we're so focused on our external selves and what's going on on the outside, we tend to neglect what's actually happening on the inside. And it's what's happening on the fucking inside is exactly where we can begin to learn and where we can actually create something true fulfillment. You know, it's it's the inside of ourselves that can tell us so much more. It's the inside that real strength comes out of. It's this inside world that we need to develop that will help us do whatever the fuck it is that we want in our lives in the healthiest way possible. It is this inside that will propel us forward to create the dreams, to create the world, to do the things that we want to do. It is this inside that is giving me the power and giving me the strength and giving me the ability to do everything that it is that I'm doing right now. And more. And I know what I will be doing. So, bam, go back to high school. Pain on the inside, hurt on the inside, neglecting myself. Low, feeling low about myself. I was angry. I was mad. Who was I mad at? Well, 
I was probably mad at myself and not even realizing that I was mad. How many of you walk around with that anger on the inside or with that pain on the inside and just don't pay attention to it? It's fucking there. And what happens when we don't pay attention to it and it's there, it comes out at some level in some way in our lives, whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in the friend, our friends, whoever, whatever it is, it's coming out and it's there. And the longer that you want to ignore it, it's not going to go away. We can distract ourselves with kids. We can distract ourselves with, with girlfriends, whatever it is, but that will come out and it'll come out and it holds us back. So I'm in high school and um, I never actually passed high school, even though I could have. I could have passed it. It's not like I was that bad, you know. But, uh, you know, come grade 12 and I left and I felt that there was a part of me that really wanted to do something with my life. I did feel inspired and I did go through some changes after my teenage years, realizing that there was much more of a uh, usefulness that there was much more of a benefit to focusing on the positive. Thank you. I watched that movie, The Secret, which really touched me. You know, I was going crazy for a while, actually. I thought that it was sick in my mind. Um, and I was sick on a sort of internal level. I guess it was manifesting that way that I thought it was physically sick, which didn't actually end up happening. But I, uh, I had sort of had went through a situation like that where, um, I realized that, you know, I had some sort of epiphanies and said, Hey man, focusing on the positive, focusing on the good, focusing on the good things in life <clears throat> will, will, will really take you so much higher, take you so much better. will take you so much farther in life. And you know what? That is 150% correct. The reality was, is I didn't actually do any healing about those things with the things that I had inside. I didn't do any actual healing about the way that I perceived myself, you know, on the, on an external level, I was focusing on the good, focusing on the good. But even if you focus on the good, which eventually will get you to good, and you're not looking at what the hell is going on on the inside it will come back to fucking bite you in the ass. And it came to bite me back in the ass. I left Canada. I moved from, you know, I left Canada about 19, 20 years old. I moved over to Israel looking for myself, looking for spirituality. Okay. And looking for spirituality. And I went to a, uh, a spiritual school, a religious school. And within two years, I was married. So at 22 years old, guys, 22 years old, I married my ex-wife. Yeah. Many of you are thinking, whoa, that's pretty freaking young. Yeah, that is fucking young. And I don't recommend it to anyone. I don't recommend it to anyone because how can a person be part of a healthy relationship if the person is not yet fully a person? What do I mean by that? When a person has not yet come to terms with who they are when they are still empty, when they are still dealing with the demons. I mean, still dealing with 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 the past that hurts. Now, obviously, no one is perfect. I'm not perfect right now, okay? But there's a difference as in to be an independent person involved in a relationship with another independent person than being a person who needs some sort of something who will become dependent, 
who is not fully mature yet getting into a relationship because guess what happened? I got married to my dad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so I didn't actually get married to my dad. Uh, you know, if you're thinking right now in your mind, me marrying my dad, <laughs> that's not what happened. But I married somebody with qualities that were sort of A, that I felt were, were needed in myself without realizing. And B, what's even, I think what's even stronger is I married somebody who was who made me feel the same way, the same small, belittled, low and unworthy way that I felt as a result of the experiences that I had with my father. Does that make any sense to you? Does that make any sense to you? Think about that for a second. I didn't fix something within myself, so I went on and I married someone, right? That in turn was actually doing that to me again as if I was addicted to it, as if I needed that, as if that was part of myself that as a, if that was a part of myself that I really um, that I really kind of wanted is like self-destructive in a sense. Now I didn't realize these things. okay? These are not things that I realized. These are things that happen subconsciously and it happens with every single person. That every person who is in, who is not there yet, who gets involved in a relationship generally will find that other person. And this is the whole, you know, Freud theory, you know, marrying your parents. <laughs> Similar to that, I'm not so well versed in it other than I do know it's Freudian on some level, but... <clears throat> Anyways, that's that's my deal, man. So I ended up marrying this woman. She was a beautiful girl, and uh, and I, you know, what? it's not like I even dated her for that long. Okay, check this out. I dated. We dated for how long? It was about uh, two months before I asked her to marry me, and then another two months before we actually got married. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. At twenty-two years old, and that was a very very hard relationship and it's crazy because you know throughout those years i had absolutely no idea what it's like you know what i'm supposed to be in like a relationship how a relationship is supposed to go uh and it turned into a pretty toxic toxic situation a lot of hurt a lot of damage okay and i as and myself I can sit here and I can start blaming my ex-wife, but this is not what it's about because it's not about the blame. It's about taking that responsibility for first off, A, getting into that relationship, number one, and number two, acting out the way that I did during that relationship because I was hell-ass defensive. And I was lazy. I worked and I did my best, but I was locked up inside, man. I was so guarded and defensive on the inside it was so deep in there and it was never never healed and it was never worked on that when i did get into a relationship with somebody else they subconsciously also realized that and they would they preyed on that almost and it was just this really really unhealthy cycle and we were married for seven years seven years that is a long time now there were i'm going to 
this is all the negative because I'm going to go into what the positive is about all of this. And, and part of the positive right now we should be thinking about is the fact that I can talk about it, the fact that it's real, and the fact that I'm fucking thankful for what it is that happened. I am thankful for what it is that went on. Why am I thankful for it? Because if it was not for those things in my life, I would not be doing what it is that I am doing right freaking now. But that hurt. And I still, to this day, there are ghosts that come up as a result of that. With all the work that I have done, with everything that I've done to heal and use that to my benefit, it is real and it happened. And we're all human and we're not perfect. But now it does help me. And at the same time, as humans, you know, we have memories that can always creep up. So I was doing that for about seven years and it got into just a cycle where I just completely lost myself. As somebody that just wanted to give, somebody that really just wanted to be there, I lost myself. I lost my ability to think for myself. I lost my ability to decide all I wanted to do was be there for the other person, be there for the other person in the ways that I thought that I needed to be there, but not in the ways that she wanted me to be there for her, right? Without even realizing there was the biggest, biggest lack of awareness. My awareness went down, the pain went up, and we're stuck. Are you? Any, are any of you right now in a relationship right now? Or can any of you think back to a relationship that you were in that you felt like you were stuck, that you felt like you lost yourself in? completely lost yourself in you really wanted to be there for the person but really you were just damaging you were just hurting yourself do you know what that's like i'm sure some of you listening right now do know what that's like and it's not fun and it's not easy to get out of it but we got out of it seven years two amazing beautiful incredible girls and we got out of it and being over here in Israel, all my family's back in Canada. My kids are here. I was not going back over there. I was not going to leave my kids behind. And my, and my story with my ex and how we proceeded with our children, that's something else. And I'm not going to go back into that because the focus right now is what happens when you don't deal with the shit of your past. What happens because it can A... It holds you back and you make the same mistakes and it affects you or B, it can be your strength, the pillar of strength in your life. Those low points can be the fucking pillar of strength in your life, depending on how you want to deal with it. And I'm going to give you my story so you understand that because what happened after that, I fell in love with her best friend. Well, friend. I don't know if it was her best friend. Yeah, that's right. Um, somebody that I knew, somebody that was my friend also during the marriage, they were, were all friends. I was friends with her husband and here I was jumping back into a relationship. Okay. Well, it wasn't an official relationship at that point after we broke up and split up we're divorced, but, you know, crossing boundaries completely all over the place. You know, I found somebody that, that really did make me happy and, and I'm not regretting that. What I'm saying is, is that I ended up back in a relationship pretty soon after that. 
thinking that, hey, I would heal, we would heal together, right? We would go on and we would we would be happy. Um, sorry, no, that's not what happened. You know, we had so much fun and we enjoyed ourselves and it was amazing at first, right? Like a fucking wrecking ball causing mayhem to for, to all the people around us. Whoever around was, it was caused complete mayhem in our communities, friends. I did things that I don't want to do, lying to people because I thought that, you know, that it wasn't time for them to know where I was in that relationship. I did not want to communicate that. I am not a person that believes in lying. I do not lie. I believe in truth. But here I was in a situation broken, sad, depressed, found somebody to pick me up and help me. That feels good, right? That feels amazing. Is that what I recommend to other people? Well, let's find out a little bit. So we were in this relationship together. We got in there. We loved each other. We supported each other. Okay, but we were two broken souls. And when you are broken and you are desperate, you will attract that other broken and desperate person into your life. Because if that's where you are after your relationship, which you are, which anyone is, and if you want to get back right into another relationship, you will attract that person back there. So as much as I wanted love, as much as I wanted to be in a good place, that relationship eventually turned into a painful relationship again. And the loving person that I was, the person that was wanting love so bad in my other marriage, now became someone who was took the opposite side. I became the person in the relationship who was not, not needy, who was no longer needy. Meaning when I was needy in my other relationship as someone that had low level of self-worth and in my new relationship, I became the person that was pushing her away. She was trying to give me love. She was trying to be there for me. And I was just using her in her position and not giving back of myself in the full extent that I could have. Now, this wasn't the whole relationship. This had to come up, right? Because in the beginning, we did enjoy. In the beginning, we were there. But the toxic baggage comes up again. And I am warning any of you guys who are listening right now, listen to me. Take this to heart. That if you think that you are going to jump into another relationship afterwards, after yours, and you think that it feels good in the beginning and you're there and you're helping each other and she's giving you what you need, she might give you what you need. She might be giving you what you need, but I guarantee you that you will come back with the shit that you still have in you. You will come back with the shit that was still there and it will fuck with your ability to have a healthy, good relationship with this person. Think about it. This is real. It might feel good at the moment, but it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. And I want to talk about this because I want to help you. I want to help you make the right decisions. And I want to help you use those times and use those situations and use your past to propel you forward to the place that you want to go because that's what I had to do to get to where I am. But I had to go through a motherfucking roller coaster first.
a roller coaster of lows, highs, lows, reaching fucking rock bottom before realizing what it is and where I wanted to go with my life and what I wanted to do. That relationship with my new girlfriend who gave me everything, who really wanted to give me everything, was giving me everything and I was taking it. I was just psychologically taking her her ability to lift me up and just throwing out everything else away. It was good for me because it lifted me up, right? As someone who felt low, someone who felt not worthy, someone that felt little inside, right? Think back to my dad, think back to the to my high school, think back to all of those situations. This was was going on with me, felt little, not worthy of love, small. She lifted me up. She totally lifted me up. Is that what I needed? No. And is that what you need? No. So we ended up breaking up. And what happened after we broke up? After we broke up, talk about low. Talk about being in a low place in life. I was in a lower point emotionally, starved and depressed, lower than I ever experienced after my marriage because after my marriage after my marriage i had someone there to help lift me up right i didn't go through the lows i didn't go through that i didn't go through those times that we need to go through as individuals in order to grow in order to learn it is who learn it you know to learn who we are in order to tap into those inner strengths that we have I never went through that. My growth was stunted. So it took that much longer to get to the point. It took much, that much longer to, to come back. It took that much longer to create a pillar of strength that is me. To find out the person that I am in order to help others. Through my story. Through what it is that I went through. I was depressed. I was sad. I spent time alone. Alone. It was just not alone. I mean, I don't have, didn't have much community around. I didn't create any of that. And you know what? Community is something that everyone needs, but it's different in every situation. I never listened to myself. I never created an internal world because that's where it's at. Do you like being by yourself? Can you be by yourself? You know how many men that I listen to are just fucking sad to move on because they're depressed when they're alone? We are born alone. We will die alone. There is no one else. No one else is going to be there for us. Do you get that? If we don't create our internal worlds, if we're not aware of what's happening inside, if we do not enjoy the time with ourselves, if we do not create the inner world that we need to live to thrive, when everything else falls apart, when we lose our jobs, 
when shit happens, because at the end of the fucking day, shit will happen. We lose it. We need to be there for ourselves. We need to create those that inner worlds. We need to find out who it is that we are. Who are we inside? And I'm not saying I am a dad. And I'm not saying, I'm not talking about a role position. I'm not talking about a doing position. I'm talking about a simple being position. I'm talking about being. Who am I? What kind of human being am I? If you're still listening to this and if you haven't turned it off, thank you. I'm happy that you're interested. I'm happy that you're listening to my podcast. I'm happy that you're hearing what I'm talking about. And I want to be able to give you whatever value that I can. Create your inner world. Be by yourself. Because it is those times when you are by yourself. When you ask yourself those questions. When you can be in those dark times. That you will learn about who it is that you are. And I'm going to give you a little hint. You are your highest values. What do you value most is it love is it respect is it care is it giving is it growth is it life is it feeling alive those are some examples when i say to myself now When I perceive myself now, I am love. I am passion. I am giving. I am loving. I am love. It doesn't matter who is around me. It doesn't matter what's being taken away from me. That will continue to be regardless That will continue to be regardless. So whether it's my, whether my relationship fails, whether it's my, whether I'm away from my family, whether I have no, whatever the fuck it is, whether, you know, my business fails, I have that. That is your safety net. Create your safety net. What do you value most? You have to create your safety net. You have to create that positive talk of who you are inside. It's uh, The podcast is already 40 minutes and I just want to keep on going. And I guess I'm going to have to save this for the next one. Okay. But part of what I do as a life coach. Okay. Define your past to propel your future. I take. I help you. Number one, I'm not there to do this for you, but my job is to help you see your past, to find out what it is in your past 
that's preventing you from moving forward, that's stopping you from creating the life that you want. Because my belief is that those situations, your past situations, the hardest situations, situations that fucked you up the most are the situations that will become the pillar of your life, will become the strengths of your life. I don't want you to live in the past. I'm not talking about living in the past. I'm talking about looking into the past, finding it out who you are. Who you are and where your strengths lie. Because it is within those dark situations, there is a characteristic within you that you have today. And those situations do not need to hold you back anymore. Those situations will will become the pillars of power in your life. Because when we break three, when we recognize that, and we know how to move forward, where we can break through what is holding us back, then you will become unstoppable. So if you guys want to get in touch with me, go ahead, get in touch with me on Facebook at Joshua Simcha. That's my Facebook page, J O S. H-U-A space S-I-M-C-H-A that's Joshua Simcha and one-on-one the first one-on-ones are free we have some programs in the works right now and um, there are still one-on-one coaching sessions and you can get in touch with me through there or you can check me out on Instagram that's at Single parents succeed. I'm going to write, I'm going to list a copy, have a link for you to my Facebook page down here in the details of the podcast. And uh, happy to hear from you. Happy to hear any requests, any questions, whatever it is that you want to hear about. Um, This was a little bit of my intro, my story, because my strength comes from realizing and facing the facts and you can do it too you can create any future that you want i'm out hope you guys have a beautiful day a strengthening day day of awareness night of awareness peace